the fact that Ash Ketchum is still 10 years old after 20 years of Pokemon, I don't get. Um, he should be a grown-ass man at this point, but he's not, so it's fine. Here he is, still a child. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast, the show where two best friends give their thoughts and opinions on any and all consumable content out there in the world. I'm Colin. And I'm John, and we are your hosts, and we are back after a nice lengthy break. Yeah, welcome to season three. All right, uh, we did it. Yeah, we made it to yeah, season this, three, Colin. This year we have a higher budget. Check <laughs> this out, we have an air horn budget. <laughs> and that was yeah. the air horn budget. Yep, that's that, our that air horn budget. The, that's, that, that's all the you're gonna get. Budget. Yeah, uh, maybe season four we'll have more air horns. We'll we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've got a bunch of exciting things for you guys. Um, sorry it's been a little bit. We have these things called lives that we do and live. We were super busy the last couple of months, but we are back and hopefully going to be more consistent with our uploads and eh, we'll over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. We're going <laughs> to we're going to try and put out a couple different things that we've been talking about and working on. So, over the next couple months, you'll see what some of those things are as well. But today, <laughs> we're going to be doing another top 5 episode. It's been a little bit since we've done one of these and the two of us just like doing these. They're very fun for us. So, we figured we start off season 3 with a nice top 5 episode. Yeah. So, if you have not joined us before and you are a new other brother as we like to call ourselves um do we yeah oh ourselves sure but sure. everybody okay we can all right fine be part of our family right that's okay hello brothers um, yeah <laughs> brothers welcome to the frame brothers uh thank you hulk hogan um either way regardless um if you have not joined us before what a top five means is colin and i are going to open up a list we have for top five ideas we're going to roll a 20-sided die, and whatever number it lands on is the category that we are going to make a top five for. After we roll it, Colin and I are going to have 20 minutes total to make our top five lists for that category. And after 20 minutes is up, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it. And we can't change it once we have it made. Nope, because as soon as we say anything, that is our definitive list uh, until the end of time. Yep, no takesies backsies ever. <laughs> all right john uh what are we rolling today let's well i have this lovely purple side purple oh. d20 die here um wow that we no one but you and i truly can see truly. <laughs> all right let's roll let's see what we get here we go okay we rolled 11 11 cartoons so we're gonna do a top five list of our top five favorite cartoons Ooh, is um, this like is this adult cartoons or is this like cartoon cartoons? Like, is it so, anything animated or is it cartoons as in like Cartoon Network Nickelodeon? I think it should be more Cartoon Network Nickelodeon specific. I don't think anime should count because anime could be its own category. And we should save like older adult animation. Like, I, I don't mean anime. I mean adult animation like Invincible or things like that for like its own other top five down the road. Yeah, I don't think I would call invincible a cartoon yeah per no se. i agree that would I'm be its own so, thing so i think I'm it should so be like clarifying for our other brothers out there let's go with <laughs> children's cartoons <laughs> okay cartoons we enjoyed growing up yes exactly sounds or even good. as adults that we didn't get to watch as children that's fine but like cartoons specifically not like heavily brutal bloody action animated shows yes. Yes. That's 100%. a little different. I feel like yeah. I wouldn't call that a cartoon. Correct. Yep. All right. Great. We're going to start our 20-minute timer now. Here we go. And we have 20 minutes starting now. Be back in a few, everybody. Okay. It has been 20 minutes. Thank you, as always, for time traveling with us today. Yeah. Um, we do have our top five lists created begrudgingly and frustratingly created yep they are here we have our top fives they were i don't know about yeah, you john but I, the, this was the easiest top five i've done yet that's good i didn't realize <laughs> i watched so many cartoons as a kid this was yeah, tough no, me neither i started putting together a list i was like i know what my number one and two are gonna be 
and then I just opened up a list of cartoons just to make sure that I didn't forget any. And then I added up, and I have a top five, and then I have an additional seven honorable mentions. We're not going to, like, go through all of them in crazy detail, but, like, there are so many cartoons I enjoyed growing up. Yeah, right? Yeah, I knew my first one. Um, I had a good idea for my second one. About 15 minutes into our timer, so, like, five minutes left, I realized that I skipped on a big one for me. Um, and then I had to rearrange everything, so I panicked in the last five minutes. Oh, no. But we're here. <laughs> we got it figured out. Everything's fine. Uh, why don't we get started? Colin, you want to give us your first, your oh, number five first. of your okay. list? Go first today. My number five is Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. That's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. I feel like this show, like a lot of these shows, but this one specifically shaped my sense of humor. Who doesn't love slapstick, first of all? It's awesome. But, like, the cartoon in itself is just so much fun. Tom and Jerry are so... They have so much personality built into them. And one of my favorite things about the show is that you don't need any dialogue. You get the entire story. You understand everything that's happening. You get every little bit of the show without saying a word. I mean, yeah, every now and then they put something in like, yow, or, or stop, or like the... the <laughs> whoever owns Tom like would you know say something from time to time but for the most part nope yeah that's true I never even really thought about the fact that there's like no actual dialogue in that show um I did watch a lot of Tom and Jerry it didn't make my list but I totally understand it Tom and Jerry's a great it one just made my list like I it, it was between this and the first of my honorable mentions as to which one was going to be like on my top five but like thinking back to which of the two I enjoyed more I really mm-hmm. liked Tom and Jerry. It was simple, That's but cool. it was so much fun. What Talk about, about you, John? violence Number for five. violence sake, but like oh, yeah. in a children's show. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I, 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 I think it warped my sense of humor and definitely like the cartoons that I enjoy nowadays and the shows that I enjoy nowadays with things like Invincible, The Boys, and just like yeah, just sure. violent animation. But Tom and Jerry did it in such a slapstick, fun kind of way. Yeah, violence that, for kids. And, and, but it was so in- innovative too. <laughs> yeah, you and know, it was it really innocent. It wasn't just it wasn't somebody like... tripping over a board. It was always something much more complex and much more fun to watch. Yeah, it's the same kind of vibe as like Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner and their dynamic, which is also oh, great. Oh yeah, watch. for sure. So it's the very yeah. it's a very similar vibe though. But that's what I always think of when I think of Tom and Jerry. Um, yeah. All right, my number five. I heard you say that before. Yeah, my number five is Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom. Good choice. I loved Danny Phantom. I I was thinking about this as I was making the top five. Just because there are so many like adaptations of cartoons to live action, I think Danny Phantom would be a really, really cool, but really creepy, terrifying live action adaptation of a show. Oh, it would be incredible, but you'd, you'd have to do it in the same way that like uh, Sabrina was brought back. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like for sure. Make it, make it more adult. Make oh, it a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, it wouldn't be a kids a show at more... that point. Yeah, yeah. The only reason it was a kids show is because it was animated. This Danny <laughs> Phantom really made me think of like a strange twist on a very animated Ghostbusters type vibe because it really was just Danny who was part ghost catching other ghosts and fighting them to save the world, which is Ghostbustersy. Uh, but I just I love Danny Phantom. It's got a banging theme song. Um, it's a real cool oh, the animation's awesome. It's real cool animation. It's a real cool vibe just in general. So that's my number five, Danny Phantom. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I uh, similar to Tom and Jerry, Danny Phantom for me at least. Also, like you know how like things you watch definitely influence things you like. Definitely started the enjoying horror aspect. Yeah, of my taste in like media. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a, it's a really good like introduction into scary action. That's very fair. That's a good way to look at it. That's cool. All right. Number four, Colin. Moving up the list, I have Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Before you start, Teen Titans. my number four is Teen Titans. <laughs> oh, incredible. So then we'll I just talk about it at the same time. We can just time. talk about it together, yeah. Um, <laughs> for sure. Now, to, <laughs> for anyone incredible. listening, don't get that confused. <laughs> for anyone listening, don't get that confused with Teen Titans Go. They're two very different shows. No. I think we're both talking about the original yep. Teen Titans. Yeah, the the one that like bordered on is is is, is this, this a kids, kids show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
man what a wild show what a cool cool show this is like one of the rare shows that like well there were plenty of stuff for kids and it was definitely like definitely a kid's show it had some really hard emotional hits in it learning about like characters backstories where they came from and, and the things that they dealt with and the things that they had to put up with like all of the characters mm-hmm. had reasons for acting the way that they did within the show while also being a kid yeah. show and being fun to watch and filled with like yeah crazy action scenes here but like fun action scenes there you know yeah teen titans was a good as a kid a good show to watch if you wanted a show that wasn't just like a you could watch any episode in any order type of show Mm -hmm. teen titans very much had a storyline it had a plot you had to follow the characters had growth as you went through the entire show oh and it had those emotional beats so you connected with them a lot of cartoons like tom and jerry tom and jerry you could watch any episode of tom and jerry and it wouldn't matter oh yeah there wasn't like (laughs) a storyline connection from episode to episode it was just tom trying to get jerry every time or or even season to season (laughs) exactly um teen titans very much was story focused the whole time which i thought was really really cool for it and again the animation was awesome and it was like everyone knows robin from batman and robin but like this was robin as the leader almost which was a different take for robin which i thought was cool i was like oh even robin's in charge that's awesome oh yeah no i saw a meme somewhere where uh uh it was uh alfred telling batman about teen titans Mm -hmm. Uh, sir, I've, I've found, you know, I've, I've found Master Robin. Batman asked, you know, oh, what's he doing? Alfred responds, oh, well, he, you know, adopted several teenagers and got them to fight crime. And Batman starts weeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. If you had to pick favorite of the Teen Titans. Oh, God. Like, it, like, like who, like, watching the show was, like, your favorite or you wanted their powers? Um... I've always just liked, like, the leader role. So, like, Robin was always cool to me, but I was I was also, like, Robin doesn't really have, like, powers. He's just a kid. He's just a guy. So <laughs> I always thought Cyborg was cool, too. But power-wise, those are because he's part robot. So I didn't, I, I didn't always connect with Cyborg. Um, Beast Boy kind of annoyed me a little bit just because he was, like, annoying. <laughs> Shape-shifting's super cool, though. Power-wise, I would love yeah. to have that kind of ability. Um raven though raven's my favorite because she's dark and brooding and she's like sorcerer goddess level power which is just crazy to me um did i like her character no she pissed me off but i liked but at the same time i appreciated that she was like the different one you know like the rest of them were all like we're kids yada 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 raven was like i hate this and i thought it was so cool um i did like raven a lot (laughs) yeah it's hard for me to pick a favorite though i like them what about you so, uh, looking at Powers, Raven's definitely a lot of fun. Starfire is just nothing but power. Yes. And I think that that's awesome. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I really wanted to be Cyborg. Okay. I thought that that was so cool. Like, his power set, his, like, watching Cyborg on screen was like, yeah, that's what I want to be. Rightfully so. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, just, but, like, I, I think that goes to a testament as to what we were saying, um, this show was really good Mm -hmm. and obviously we really enjoyed it and that's why uh it's in our top fives as number four yeah (laughs) i think as far as at least some of the shows on my list go and you'll see um as we get through more of them this is one of them that like even now as an adult i would totally try and find and rewatch because i thought it was cool Oh, for sure. And I would love to see like like my take on it now as an adult versus as a kid. Be like, was this actually good or was this just like I was a kid and I thought yeah. it was cool? Yeah, no. Any of these shows minus like for me at least, aside from my top two, I haven't seen many of these shows. I mean, I saw a couple episodes of Tom and Jerry like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. But like aside from my one and two, I haven't seen any of these shows in years. Yeah. So I guess I'll just move on to my number three then, considering that we had the same number four. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We both had the same four, so you're on number three. Go ahead. Um, my number three is SpongeBob. Okay, very cool. Awesome. I loved SpongeBob as a kid. The The music, the, the background soundtrack, I only just learned this because of the budget that they had. A lot of the music is just royalty-free or like general domain. Or general domain, mm-hmm. is that it? Yeah. Yeah, general domain music. Public domain, um, but yeah. So Sorry. you can... 
public domain that's the word i was looking for took me a second too um but like it, it's you can find that music anywhere mm-hmm. and it is such like just a, a vibe i love it yeah um and then the the older spongebob cartoons they they had this like weird humor about them and similar to like tom and jerry and, and everything else like that and everything that i'm going to continue saying from here to the end of this top five it really made me appreciate certain types of comedy and certain types of dark humor that they mm-hmm. would just sprinkle in. Like the one with the health inspector. They full-on kill a guy. At least they think. And yeah. <laughs> it's, the entire thing is played for laughs the entire time. At one point, Squidward thinks that he feeds Spongebob a pie bomb. Yep. And the whole episode is about the bomb. That's funny. <laughs> That's so funny. And they do it in such a good way. Basically, this show just had a whole lot of really crazy plot lines and things that happened, and then had one of the best cartoon movies ever with the SpongeBob movie when that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it also has iconic music well, in it, you know, SpongeBob, compared to SpongeBob is so well known and so iconic. They made a Broadway musical about it. Like that alone is a testament yeah. to SpongeBob. Like <laughs> I agree. Like I, but like the music in it really sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Goofy Goober Rock from the from the movie mm-hmm. is incredible, but the Bandcamp episode with the Super Bowl halftime show? That's the best episode of Spongebob that there anybody... is. The Bubble Bowl with Sweet Victory? Amazing. I love it. But if you start singing Sweet Victory to anybody our age, all they're going to think is Spongebob, yeah. and they're going to rock out to it because it's incredible, exactly. and it was amazing. It was awesome. That is still by far my favorite episode of Spongebob, and it will always be. Oh, absolutely but yeah um spongebob is not on my top five it's one of my honorable mentions though which i'll just share now because you're talking about it in a higher ranking place um but i do i also i love spongebob i think that it is hilarious i watched it uh, so much as a kid it started on my list um i guess i should mention uh when you mentioned danny phantom danny phantom's in my honorable mentions oh okay cool (laughs) very cool Yeah. yeah But yeah, I I watch SpongeBob so much, because that's that is a show that you can watch any episode of at any time, and it doesn't really matter. There's not an overarching plot really that you need to follow yep. in order to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and it's great. It's stupid. It's funny. It's got so many iconic, memorable lines. You can quote it with your friends constantly. Oh, we'll all just the say time. things you randomly have an to each other. Conversation with just SpongeBob. Yeah, quotes. it's amazing. <laughs> it's awesome. So, SpongeBob, I totally understand why that's your number three. What about you, John? What did you put for your number three? My number three um, is Pokemon. Pokemon. Okay. Just as a whole. Fair. I didn't pick a specific like season or series from Pokemon because there are 7,000 of them. Um, Ash, finally, if you are up to date with Pokemon, finally, finally did it. He won. Good job. Um, <laughs> Took you long enough. I have not but... <laughs> watched that. I just I just know that that's a fact. Um Pokemon that sticks out to me most is Indigo League. That's the first one that came out. That's the one that is the most probably well-known in general. But I have watched I watched Pokemon a lot as a kid. Um, I played a lot of the Pokemon games as a kid. I own Yellow Version. I own um, a bunch of different generations of Pokemon games. I still love playing Pokemon. When Pokemon Go came out, I was at college, but I loved playing Pokemon Go. It was my reason to just walk around and hang out with my friends. Oh, without a doubt. At, at one point during the shutdown, that was like the big thing. Like Pokemon Go took over the world. Yeah. That was awesome. Yes, like, exactly. I, I uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a Pokemon person. Even I downloaded it and was having fun with it. Yeah, it's awesome. But I, there's, I mean, they're still making games. I'm very excited for um, the new Pokemon games. To yeah, come there's out some sort of like open world do. thing that looks really fun. I saw someone talking about that where it's literally like Pokemon in the wild, not just like the standard like follow a, like the flat map kind of thing, but like an actual like open world that they're just roaming around. That looks really fun. Yeah, that one, that game is out. That's Legends oh. of Arceus. Um, oh. I do own that. Okay. Um, it's very fun. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Pokemon's very memorable to a lot of people. I could probably name all 151 original generation Pokemon if oh, wow. I really had to right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I said, I watched it a lot and I played a lot of it, so I know it. It just it's something that sticks with me and even though I think that it could be finished, it won't be and I'm okay with that. The fact that Ash Ketchum is still 10 years old after 20 years of Pokémon, I don't get. Um he should be a grown ass. 
man at this point, but he's not. So it's fine. Here he is, still a child, yep. still with his Pikachu, who also is still alive, even though he is a mouse and probably has a three-year lifespan in real life. Let's not get Let's too not focused yeah, on the semantics yeah. of Pokemon. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's great. Uh, but that's my number three. Okay. So that takes us to number two, Colin. All right. So for number two, and like I said this whole time, uh, things that shape your sense of humor and shape your tastes. This is the cartoon that I was kind of referring to the whole time and referring to most with all of those statements. And kind of like you just said for Pokemon, I don't have like a specific version of this show, but it's Scooby-Doo. Okay. I love Scooby-Doo. Cool. My God, so much fun. You get the crazy antics. The characters are all iconic and super fun. Mm-hmm. You get the horror aspect, and you get some really kind of crazy, scary imagery, but transitioning into cartoon antics, and then you find out that the bad guy was an actual person. Therefore, yeah. it wasn't as scary as you thought. And, and like, that's almost like... A nice way to get introduced into, like, special effects and how that works just in like, no, real life, exactly. which is so, so cool. I don't know if I've mentioned this or not. My background and my current job is in special effects. I'm a pyrotechnician, <laughs> and I do special effects for haunted attractions. Scooby-Doo was a, oh, they used lighting to do this. Oh, they used an animatronic to do that. And now that stuff that I work with and, and do, and, and, like, explosives and things like that, yeah, you see them all over the place, but in Scooby-Doo, they were used in certain ways. It's neat seeing it from, like, this side now and growing up mm-hmm. into it. Scooby-Doo was much more influential on my life than, like, I thought. And when I was making this top five, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I definitely know what my number one is. But, like, Scooby-Doo has to be my number two. And then <laughs> um, thinking about it for that 20 minutes, I was like, yeah, Scooby-Doo really does have to be that number two spot. Because it was so influential, but also at the same time, I love the show. And the movies where they decide to make the bad guys actual monsters, that's scary as hell. The, yeah. um, <laughs> like, all of them. I will say, the the live-action Scooby-Doo movies are some of the best cartoon-to-live-action oh, adaptations oh my ever. God. The fact that they found those actors to play those characters as well as they did is so cool to me. I love the live-action movies. I really hope, given like the, the current renewed interest, that we do get a third movie with the original cast because all of them have talked about how like they'd be down for it that would be really cool if they were to make a third movie with the original cast and do that kind of trilogy that might be one of the best trilogies of all time and unironically i would put that up against like i don't know lord of the rings (laughs) (laughs) as far as like yeah favorite maybe not as far as like quality but as far as like fun favorite to watch kind of like trilogies yeah um but yeah, uh, I mean, if if I had to pick one, maybe like what's new Scooby Doo? Um, yeah, I was because gonna... I the the soundtrack with like the the opening theme being that like alt rock kind of like punk pop kind of mm-hmm. thing. That's so much fun. Yeah, I feel like out of the Scooby Doo's, what's new Scooby Doo is probably the one I watched the most as well. But again, like I probably couldn't tell you which episode of scooby-doo was from which show of scooby-doo i was like oh mm-hmm. it's scooby-doo i mean you, you can kind of tell like the old old animation like back like old hannibal yeah, yeah, yeah. like classic scooby-doo but even like the classic episodes of scooby-doo are really good oh they hold up yeah it's very cool scooby-doo is another one of my honorable mentions um i loved okay. scooby-doo growing up as well i watched it a ton but that was one where i was like if I put it on my list, I feel like I'd want to put like a specific one and I wouldn't know which one to put either. And I was like, mm, okay, Scooby-Doo fair. influenced me a little bit, but not nearly to the impact that it had on you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad that you said it and not me. That makes a lot more sense for you. So that's cool. Yeah. All right, John. So instead of Scooby-Doo, what did you put as your number two? So I didn't my number that two. To rhyme. I, did, I didn't think about that as I was saying it, but like it kind of worked as I was hey, saying it. So listen, bonus are. points to Colin for <laughs> rhyming his phrase there. Good job, Colin. Um, Hooray. My number two is a little bit different. This one, most people probably wouldn't count as like childhood cartoons. But the reason I put it on here is because it is a show that I watched as a child on Cartoon Network every week as it came out. So I kind of wanted to include it because... It's something that shaped my interests moving forward in my life. And that show is Naruto, um, which is technically an anime. I'd count that. But it's definitely a more kid-centered anime than, like, a more hardcore anime that you could watch as an anime. But I know when we 
pick the top five, I said no animes. This is my exception to that. But I feel like I get the right because Colin puts something weird every single top five that shouldn't count at all. <laughs> so um, I give myself every right to put Naruto here. Um, Naruto was sure. probably perfect growing up like my favorite show to watch every week it was on toonami when toonami was a thing on cartoon network before they got rid of it and then eventually brought oh, it with back the, the robot mark, guy in the spaceship with the robot guy like, yeah oh we're talking about this and doing like this every saturday night at eight o'clock toonami started and i was like yes this is awesome this is like the cool kids part of cartoon network i'm here for this um <laughs> and so naruto came on Naruto's about ninjas. Ninjas are just cool. I was like, yeah, backflip, super cool fighting styles using like these like these jutsus are like these magic powers with these specific different elements to do things. I was like, this is awesome. I love the fighting. I love the action. Um, Naruto himself is the most annoying character in all of TV history. It's fine. Um, <laughs> at least in the original Naruto. If we wanted to talk more I about Naruto. I think that might have been why I like didn't watch Naruto. Yeah. But um, if I wanted to get into more detail on Naruto as a whole and go into the Shippuden side of things, he gets a little better in Shippuden, but that's like the second generation of Naruto kind of a thing. I'm not going to worry about it. That would be a whole different chat. I just really like it. I love the characters. <laughs> I love the action in it. I love the fight sequences, the different arcs that they have with different bad guys, different lands that they travel to. It's just so cool to me. I really like it. So Naruto is my number two. Before we move on to our number ones, Colin, why don't we give a couple of our honorable mentions? That sounds like a good Sweet. plan. Um, Great. I'll go first. Why not? Like I said at the very beginning, we have a bunch of honorable mentions. We're going to breeze through these. These aren't in any specific order. They're just kind of shows that we wish that we could have talked about in our top five. And it turns out that we had quite yeah. a few of them. Uh, my first one being Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Foster's. That's a great show. I didn't even think about it. It's a Fosters. great show. That's such a good show. Yeah, it's, an, it's an incredible show. It's filled with heart. The characters are all mostly fun. Um, wacky, <laughs> wonky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and the, the humor in it was really bizarre, but in like a really fun way. Yeah. I loved it. Um, Foster's is one that I would watch on occasion. And like, it's okay. Marissa bless sings. You. I don't know if you heard it. Yeah. Colin says, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> um backtracking fosters is one that i would watch as a kid and like i knew all the characters but i didn't watch it a lot a lot if it was on and there was nothing mm -hmm. else to watch then i would put fosters on um it wasn't one of my favorites but i did enjoy it and i think it's a very heartfelt wholesome show which is really cool to see so i did oh, enjoy sure. fosters i agree with you on that yeah um, one of my honorable mentions that I didn't already say, because two of them were SpongeBob and Scooby-Doo. We talked about those um, mm -hmm. on my list is Ben 10. Mm, good choice. And as Colin and I were making our top five lists, we talked very, very briefly just about Ben 10 just as a show. Um, we both <laughs> agreed. We watched way more Ben 10 than I think either of us realized as kids. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like I was a lot more, I, I think we both were a lot more invested in like the overarching plot of Ben 10 than like we should have been because it was just it, that cool. But at the same time, there were other shows that were like better than Ben 10 in terms of enjoyment factor as to why it didn't end up on the top five. I would run around as a kid, like, wearing a watch, and I'd be like, this is my Omnitrix. I'm going to turn into this monster. Pow. Just because I was, like, <laughs> I just, I thought it was so fun. It was such a different concept for, like, aliens, but, like, in a kid-friendly, nice way. But, like, on top of that, though, they treated it as though it was a 10-year-old piloting this alien rather than, like, Shazam, where he turns into a superhero and, like, yeah, no. I, mean, I guess he's still a little bit of, like, a 12-year-old. But, like, Ben 10 acted like a 10-year-old even if he was, you know, an alien at the moment. And that yeah. was awesome to see. It was really cool. I love Ben 10. So that's one of my honorable mentions. Plus also his grandfather or uncle, the the plumber, just straight up awesome. Yep. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, my next one is a regular show. Okay. This one was like, as I was growing up, um, not quite like, like at the end, edge, edge, end, whatever it is. Like, at the end of, like, that period when you're younger and you're like, uh, cartoons aren't really my thing anymore. Like, I, I, I don't know. And then regular show comes along and it's like, oh, yeah, animation can be for, like, older people, too, and older kids, too. 
which like led to me enjoying things like Arcane, Invincible, Inside Job, and Bob's Burgers, or you know, King of the Hill. You know, things like that, where it's not where animation is specifically to just kids. And I feel like regular show is a really good like transition point between the two. And the characters are fun, the stories are fun, and sometimes it just goes off the walls insane, and I love that. Cool. Yeah, regular show is one that I never watched. Um, Because like you said, it was like right at that like end of cartoons are cool phase. Um, Mm -hmm. And for me, I was either still in the cartoons that I had been watching because I liked them enough, or I was like phasing into that like real people TV shows with actual actors and actual people. And I was kind of phasing out of the cartoon phase of my life. So regular show was right on the edge of that. And I saw that it was a thing and I was like, maybe I'd like it, but I never gave it a chance and I never watched it. So that's one that I have. It's better than it has any right being. It's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. My next honorable mention is Kim Possible. Oh, good choice. (laughs) Yeah. I loved Kim Possible. I watched that a lot too. That was one of my, one of the few like animated shows like on Disney Channel. Cause a lot of those shows mm-hmm. did have like actual actors and people in them. Kim Possible was one that was animated, but it still was on Disney Channel. And I would watch it a lot. Um, growing up, I thought that Kim Possible was a pretty girl. I was like, oh, cool. She's an action pretty girl. And I was like, this is super sweet. Easily like a first crush kind of thing. Yeah, like, exactly. I understand that. Yep. Um, I understand that. They had a naked mole rat as a pet, and that was, like, my introduction to what a naked mole rat was, but it was the cutest naked mole rat you'll ever see because they're kind of weird in real life. Um, yep. The the bad guys were fun, too. They had real cool villains. They had real cool story beats. Yeah. Um, Kim Possible was kind of one of those shows that, like, it had an overarching storyline, but if you missed mm-hmm. an episode, it didn't hurt you too much. Like, you were fine if you didn't see yep. something. Yep. Like, you could jump right in and it'd be okay. I just liked it. It was cool. And it's got the cool doot, 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 doot. Um, oh, yeah. No, I hear people all over the place. There are coworkers of mine that have that as, like, their text notification sound. Yep, exactly. Me too. Um, also, yep. I mentioned for Danny Phantom, awesome theme song. Kim Possible had a very cool theme song as well. So oh, I'm here for that. Yeah. Uh, my next one is uh, Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and I Ferb. I love me some Phineas and Ferb. Uh, what am I doing? <laughs> I didn't even put that on my list. I forgot about Phineas and Ferb. Oh, no. <laughs> I love Phineas and Ferb. I'm so sorry, List. <laughs> I don't think it, like, again, I, I don't know about you, but it, it didn't make the top five. But, like, Phineas and Ferb was one of those just pure fun shows. And then the music in the show I, I don't know what it was, like Dan Pap- Papemeyer, 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 I don't Povenmeyer. know how you say his name, Povenmeyer, sure, uh, <laughs> I don't know if he was directly responsible for the music or, or how the creation of the music was done, but, like, the Aglet song, mm-hmm. the, the, um, the one where they're trying to put that one band back together, and, the Ain't Got uh, Rhythm song the is the best song, in. I think, in all of Phineas and Ferb, oh my god, it's amazing, so good, um, and then you have the whole Perry the Platypus and uh, Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Insane. Again, I, I think it's just that I love when there's, like, mundane things going on and then this just insane subplot. Because any th- time Doofenshmirtz was included, it just mm-hmm. made it that much better. And the fact that he had his own little, like, jingle to go over to, like, his headquarters. Perfect. Yep. Absolutely perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, I I do really like Phineas and Ferb, and I hate myself a little bit for not even thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I'm a sucker for a musical just in general, and every episode was a musical. There was a song in every episode. Yep. There was music Yeah, constantly. just like Family Guy. It was so cool, and I loved it. Side note, you ever think about that? Every episode of Family Guy also has a musical number? Huh. Yeah. No, I have not thought about that. That's interesting. Yeah, weird, right? I'm so mad at myself. Yeah, I was. I was Phineas surprised. Phineas and Ferb, John, come on! I was surprised that that didn't end up on your top five. I don't think it would have anyway. Okay. I would have definitely had to think about it. Well, then, definitely surprised it's not in your honorable mentions. No, I know. Me too. I'm shocked. It's okay. <laughs> I've got other ones. I didn't. I really did think about like mostly shows that I watched as like a younger child too. Phineas and Ferb mm-hmm. came out just, like, later in our lives. That was, like, middle teenage years that Phineas and Ferb, like, was created almost for us. I think part of the reason why I ended up watching a lot of shows like Regular Show and Phineas and Ferb is because of Adam and Eric. 
Adam was a really big fan of regular show and the and Eric was a really big fan of like the amazing world of gumball and mm-hmm. Phineas and Ferb and things like that and we'd all have to find shows that like we all could watch together because yeah. otherwise it was an argument that's fair that makes a lot of sense um my next honorable mention is a show that I know I loved when I watched it, but I could probably tell you very, very little about it now. And that is Shaolin Showdown. And Shaolin Showdown? What is that? This is a really cool <laughs> show about these, like, four kid Shaolin monks. And they had these, like, different abilities and, like, elemental powers. Oh, interesting. It was actually really, really fun to me, though. It was super cool. It was very different. It um, was very, like specific to their place in the world um so like the the environment was very shaolin they were like in a temple kind of a thing but then they would go and they would fight like these dragons and these other monsters and things like that oh this sounds awesome it was actually a really cool I've show i've never heard um, of this i think yeah. going back and watching it now i would think it's probably really stupid just because it was probably very kid I mean, it's oriented a kid show, but and like i said i don't remember that much about it except that i know that i really liked it when i watched it fair that's all I have to say about it, because I remember so little of it, but I thought it had to be mentioned because I liked it a lot. So, Shaolin Showdown, honorable mention. Yeah. My next one, then, is uh, Total Drama Island. Okay. This is one that you had to watch, like, episode to episode, and it was definitely, yes. like, a Flash animation era cartoon, where, like, all of a sudden they got really into Flash animated, like, cartoons. Mm-hmm. Total Drama Island was so much fun. I got really invested in the characters. Really enjoyed the overarching story and just had a lot of fun with it. And it, like, again, 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 as I say over and over again, as far as things that influence your taste and things you like, uh, Squid Game, love that. Mm-hmm. Total Drama Island, much less intense version of Squid Game. <laughs> Total Drama Island, to me, was the um, the kids' animated version of Survivor. Because that's basically what it was. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. So I never got super, super into Total Drama Island. I enjoyed it when I watched it, but it's not one that I would, like, religiously watch or care that much about. But Survivor, let me tell you, I would watch, like, so many seasons (laughs) of Survivor with my mom. We would watch, like, weekly together. So I totally understand your love of Total Drama Island. It's just not... That's not the no, fair. vote the person off the island show that I enjoyed. I enjoyed the actual one that was Survivor yeah. instead. <laughs> um, but hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. My next honorable mention is Static Shock. Static Shock. This is another one I haven't heard of. That surprises me because this is um, like a superhero comic show. Static Shock is this high school oh, kid wait a minute. i think yeah, i do i do um, know this who has one. Yep. electricity powers yeah um and yep i thought it was so fun to watch i really enjoyed it a lot that's one that i think i would like even if i went back and watched now and if you're and, if you're wondering where like all the x-men uh, cartoons or like marvel cartoons or like justice league cartoons or batman cartoons are at i don't know about you john but i didn't really watch a whole lot of those I see. Um, I know that I did watch a lot of them, but there are so many variations of each of them that I have no idea which ones they are versus the other ones, or what's new and what's old. But like, I know I watched X Men ones because it made my love of Gambit, my favorite X Man, be very real to me. I thought he was so cool with his magical card powers and his cool staff. That's um, fair. I watched a lot of Spider Man shows <laughs> because I love Spider Man. I watched Batman shows. I know I did. Okay. Well, maybe it was just me then. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Static Shock is a DC-owned thing. I think a static, a live-action Static Shock would be really cool, too. Just throwing it out there. That'd be awesome I'm to see. I'm pretty sure they're making one. I I thought or, I might have heard that they were. at least I think they're were. in talks of doing it. Um, but I just remember the animated show was really cool to me, and I liked it a lot. Speaking of live-action adaptations, my final one, um, one show that my older brother enjoyed that he got me into that I think would make for an amazing live-action adaptation movie Megas XLR. It is about this giant robot that is in, like in the far future that is, you know, the, the key to saving the human race. And it gets launched back into the past. Crash lands in New Jersey. The head gets destroyed. And this doofus of a guy puts a car on top of it, installs a whole lot of buttons and video game controllers, and wires it into this robot, and then has just this giant robot that he paints flames and, and you know, like, just dumb. It's really dumb, but really fun. 
And this is one show that uh, if Michael Bay were to look at it, just because of like everything with Transformers, it, the show is written as though it was for Michael Bay. Yes. If that describes the style of the show at all. It's just a lot of fun. I mean, Megas XLR basically is Transformers meets Pacific Rim, and that's about all it is. Um meets meets Michael Bay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um Megas XLR, I never watched more than the first episode of, and the only reason I watched the first episode is because I remember you making me watch the first episode of Megas XLR. <laughs> um and I just it's not one that I kept watching after that, but like it's a cool show. A live action would be really there, there's cool. There's what one of the episodes is called All I Wanted Was a Slushy. And it's literally, the, the plot is just the attempt to get a slushy from the slushy machine. But meanwhile, this prison transport's going by and gets knocked out of the sky, and this uh, uh, evil AI gets out. It's called the Regis Mark V. And, it, and, you know, and it's making this whole, like, domineering speech about how it's going to destroy the world. And it's, like, a foot tall. Mm-hmm. And just, like, gets kicked off to the side. But, like, as it gets bumped into metal, it grows bigger and bigger and bigger into this big and more ominous, like, presence. But, like, at the beginning, it's, like, fighting, like, a sandcastle. And then by the end of the episode, it's literally blocking out the sun. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> it's such a good show. I love Vegas XLR. Cool. So much fun. But didn't make the top five because I enjoyed Tom and Jerry just that little bit more. Very cool. Um, my last honorable mention that I have is Batman Beyond. So this is a Beyond. very specific Batman version that I think, as a kid growing up, was my favorite version of Batman that existed. Because it was so different. It was not like a normal type of Batman, right? It was very much this futuristic world with these different kinds of gadgets and skill sets that he had versus like our standard Bruce Wayne Batman that we know from the various Batman movies we've had, the other various Batman TV shows. It's a, like a younger, hipper, cooler Bruce Wayne with like this more sleek Batman outfit. It's like this whole big bodysuit, different kind of thing. I don't even know exactly. It's been so long since I've seen it. I don't remember a whole lot about it. But I know that I loved Batman Beyond. Um, I would love to talk about it, but I don't think I've ever actually seen it. Hey, that's cool. Also one that I think would be a very cool movie comparatively to like the Batman movies that we have gotten because it is just different. I think that'd be kind of cool to see in a live action setting as well. Oh, okay. I don't know if it would happen or if it could well, happen, but I just think it'd be fun. That's just me living on my childhood hopes and dreams though. So who really knows? Fair. And I'd be amiss if I didn't also um, point out uh, Pinky and the Brain. Sure. That was just a fun show. Just wanted to plop that in at the end. Yeah. I thought <laughs> I thought maybe you were going to talk more about Pinky and the Brain or like Invader Zim, those kinds of shows. Invader Zim wasn't really my... If, if a cartoon it gets too annoying, I don't like it. And uh, Gurr from Invader Zim, just too much. That's fair. I mean, neither <laughs> of those much. were my favorite yeah. shows either. Like, I watched them, but they weren't my favorites either. So I get that. That's fair. That's why they weren't on any of my list at all. And speaking of lists, let's get to the number one of this top five. Last one. I think you and I have the same thing. We better. Avatar The Last Airbender. You bet it is. Avatar <laughs> The Last Airbender is the best animated show that has ever been made. Oh, without a doubt. I just think it's neat that on this top five, we had two of the same shows. Um, but yeah, no, Avatar is incredible. The animation, the story, the music, the characters, everything in this show, everything to do with this show was better than it needed to be, had any right to be, and and, and I expected it to be. Avatar The Last Airbender is one of the only kids' shows that takes legitimate, actual world issues and makes it yeah, into but- a way that kids understand it. And appreciate it. More than just like, oh, you don't like this person. This person doesn't like that person. Get along. It's like, hey, this person's family was killed by this group of people, and now he wants to flood their village in retaliation. Explain to him why he shouldn't. Like, that's... Yes, there's that, but there's also (laughs) just, like, the concept of war and the Mm -hmm. tax that that takes on people in a city... um, Poverty. And it doesn't really hold back either. It, it shows, Politics. like, yeah, this this entire, like, nation was decimated. Like, it's... Yeah. Um, it shows how imp- 
imperial rule is terrible. Um, <laughs> it shows <laughs> yeah. the highs and the lows of a civilization. Because you see, like, back when the air temples were, like, thriving and alive and the people and the life that was coming out of them. And then you see them decimated because of the Fire Nation and just how negative that feel is. You also get, like, a micro scale of it, too, though. Because everything dealing with Zuko and his dad, like, that's that's tough mm-hmm. to watch, even as an adult. And speaking yeah. of being an adult, John, you and I just did a watch-through of the entirety of Avatar The Last Airbender because we remember it being such a good show, wanted to check mm-hmm. in on it, and it still holds up. I'd oh, argue that Avatar up. The Last Airbender holds up in the same way that Harry Potter does. People wanting to know, like, oh, what tribe would I be part of? You know, would I be part of the Fire mm-hmm. Nation? Would I be part of the Earth Kingdom? Yeah. You know, oh, well, you know, would I be a bender? And then you have uh, Legend of Korra that came out after, introducing other stuff into the world of Avatar. And mm-hmm. now there's three separate films in production that are going to be released in theaters. Uh, you have a Netflix series that's in production. Um and that looks like it might be really fun. They've talked about how season one or book one is going to be told as book one, but with the style of books two and three. So that'll be interesting to see how they go about doing that. Yeah. Um, and then it has one of the best live action adaptations uh, in movie format in cinematic history. <laughs> that we will watch the Avatar The Last Airbender movie once a decade just to remember (laughs) what to never aspire to do ever because it's so, so wrong. And and once a decade because we do value our mental health. I can't watch it more than that without getting angry. No. Most people are like, just say it doesn't exist. We don't talk about it just like Bruno, but we don't talk about it. Like, we just refuse to. I say, no, talk about it, because you need to know what to never do. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if you're trying to adapt something that is so good, like this TV show, and you take it, and you, one, cast it terribly. Um, The animation in it is bad. The bending physics in it are not the same as the show. The acting... Uh, um, if you change the name of the main character to make it sound different because you think you're going to be cool, you're not. Just don't do it. Nope. From the start, that movie w- went downhill before it even began. Well, like, I don't, I can't. Um, I'm going we to could apologize do a whole for bringing up the podcast. movie, but I say uh, let's uh, start talking about the show instead. We'll, we'll talk about the show. Let's go back to talking about the show. I, I, I love the show. Thank you for getting face. me there off of go. that yeah. rant. I don't know why you put me on that rant, but that was your fault. Just <laughs> throwing it out there. You brought me there. Um, I, I apologize. No, but um, this show, <laughs> I think, will always be my favorite cartoon slash animated show. Because it is geared toward kids. It's about kids, Mm -hmm. and it's for kids, but it holds up in a way that adults can watch it with their kids. Even adults who haven't seen it, though? Like, if you were to take this and say, hey, mom, dad, watch this. I think you'd like it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, nine times out of ten, they'll like it. Yeah. Because it, it, it holds up as past that kind of thing. I haven't met a lot of people that have been like, I really don't like Avatar The Last Airbender. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's one of those universal. No, I, I can't think shows. of any. I can't think of anybody that that has said that. There might be a couple people mm-hmm. that said, "Yeah, it was a show," but like even yet, yeah, it was a show. They still say it was fun. Like they'd still give it like. Like it might not be for everyone. They might be like, "I understand why that show is great. It's not for me." That I respect. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's come out and been like, "This is the worst show that's ever been made" because it's not. It's very highly rated. Oh well, like I was saying earlier, everyone. it's... It is the equivalent to, like, Harry Potter. Like, yeah, it's made for mm-hmm. kids, but, like, there are still people that, like, are waiting on their, their Hogwarts letter, you know, in the same way that, like, there are yeah. people that wish that bending was a thing. I wish bending was a thing. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be so cool. Um, if you want to review this episode, please, in your review, tell us what kind of bender you would like to be. Yeah. Um, Just because. Why not? And we could go on talking about Avatar The Last Airbender for, I don't know about you, but I could go on for another, like, 20, 30 minutes 
Yes, but what you just said is they're making three movies and a live adaptation on Netflix. We'll have plenty of time probably to talk about Avatar more when we review those because I feel oh, like we're definitely with our love those. of Avatar The yeah. Last Airbender, we so will be talking head, about heads them up, for sure. In the same way that we covered a lot of Halloween more than I think we were expecting to, I think we're going to cover a lot of Avatar The Last Airbender and maybe just as much as we're expecting to. <laughs> yes. Um, so look forward to that when those things come out in the future. Um, you may have noticed we did not say The Legend of Korra. Um, that's nothing against The Legend of Korra. I think it's awesome in its own right. Um, but I kind of put them together yeah. in terms of this number one yep. because they are both great. Legend of Korra gets a lot more flack because it's different. Yes. Um, and but I think the fact that it's different and it's later in life, like the it's set later on. So industrialization has happened. Different things have happened. It's very much more like modern world take on how do benders fit in with this. And how does the Avatar work? Right, it's a completely different setting with a completely different character, with a completely different, different story, but set in the same universe with the same writing, direction, and, and all that other stuff. Yeah, so you need to appreciate it through a different kind of lens, I think, than you do Avatar The Last Airbender. But it's still... So but I love both if of them. You, if you take it as its own thing, written by the same people, created by the same people, it's really mm-hmm. good, too. Like, Korra, the animation oh, yeah, it in it, awesome. the fight scenes in it, the bending, I feel like, is almost more impressive in Korra than it is in Avatar The Last Airbender, for the most part. Like, yeah, there's some fun stuff that mm-hmm. happens in Avatar, but, like, in Korra, they kind of had the ability to, like, flush some of that out. And you get a person who is the Avatar right off the start, and they do know all the bending right out the bat. So you get some, like... Oh, it's so cool. So you get a completely different take as to this character's development using their powers. And that's really neat, too. Yes. Before we wrap up this episode, I do just want to apologize that there was no mention of Ryan Reynolds this episode in our top five. Oh, no. I know that that needs to happen normally, but um, we unfortunately did not get to do that. So Mm. this is my part of saying thank you, Ryan Reynolds, for being you. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Ryan Reynolds. I feel good now. Um, and uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise, we didn't forget about you either. Uh, you've been mentioned quite yeah, it's a lot. That's fine. Dwayne Johnson, you could be uh, in there, I guess. I don't uh, know. Who else? Who, do, who else do we want to just put in here? I don't know. Anyone? I, I, I can't think of anybody else that we've mentioned over and over again. Great. Yeah. Then let's just, let's, uh, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Avatar The Last Airbender, yay! Well, hopefully you enjoyed what you've heard. <laughs> and if you did, don't forget to rate us five stars on whatever podcast listening place you like to use. <laughs> yeah, and if you didn't enjoy what you heard today, um, I hear that Prince Zuko is still searching for his honor, and he, we will tell him that you are hiding it from him. Ooh, <laughs> so... that's not good. Not good at all. Yeah. Um, please give us those five <laughs> stars, just because why not? Um, there are new episodes of the Other Brothers podcast every Tuesday. Usually, we're gonna try and be better about that. Yeah, now that season we've three. Up our nice long break. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, in, in fact, if you have any suggestions on what you think we should review next, uh, other than like the Avatar things that are coming out or like other movies that are definitely happening, but if there's something that you think that we should cover... Or any top fives that you think we should talk about. Yeah. Um, any other top five ideas. Then you can let us know on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at Other Bros Pod. Most importantly, though, tell your friends about us. Yeah. We're a small podcast. We've got a small audience right now, but... We are still trying to grow. And we're very thankful we we for those that are listening. You guys are great. Help. Yes. We appreciate you. Thank you. Um, Ten brownie points to you. Shout out to all of you. But please keep telling people about us if you are actually enjoying listening because we would love to have more people listening. Absolutely. All right. Well, I've been Colin. And I've been John. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast. And we will see you next time. All right. See you guys. <laughs>